Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Thrive in Life and Faith. Uh, it's your boy, Remo Tlale, number one uh, benefactor of the podcast and co-host to the legend himself, uh, Lita Light Miataz. What's up, dude? Yo, what is up? Um, it's good to be back. It's really good to be back. Um, so yeah, looking forward to the conversation we're about to have. Let's see where it goes. Yes, sir. I think, I think, I think it's going to be a goodie. I think it's going to be one of those that, uh, God willing, will be very helpful to people. And uh, we'll start to cause some uh, good conversations mm-hmm. to happen. I'm here for it. So... Uh, Cool. So I'll, I'll introduce. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, say what you were gonna say. Oh, I I, the, I just want to put this out there. The Wi-Fi is fighting us, guys. Yeah. So if there's moments where you hear in the audio that was chopping and changing, just know the Wi-Fi is fighting us. Um, but no, I thought I figure. Let me. I can introduce the topic, and uh, and then we can kind of go into to some some disclaimers yeah. Yeah. very quickly because people need yeah. to know some things before we get into the topic at hand, and then. Um, let me dive in. Uh, so the the topic is uh, how to build convictions. Somebody asked us to, to talk about that, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about how to, maybe some practices how to build convictions. We're gonna talk about what are convictions, where do they come up in the text. Um, we're yeah, you know, we're gonna talk all around that stuff. But what we will not do <laughs> is tell you what convictions to have, and we want to tell you that up front because if you want us to tell you what convictions to have, you've come to the wrong podcast. Um, and so we are, we are, again, just going to present some thoughts and some ideas that will hopefully get your mind stimulated and can stimulate some good conversations around this idea of building conversations and having conversations, building convictions, sorry, having conversations about that. <laughs> cool. So, Miat, hit us up. What would you, what's, what's your definition? What do you have as the def- your definition Yo, for what a conviction is? I was hoping is? that I could get to ask you that question, but um, <laughs> we just want to reiterate the disclaimer. Again, we're not going to tell you what convictions to build um but i think mm. when it comes like down to it and if you just use the word like convictions are the things that you like are convinced of so that's the word like conviction in general mm. and then i think i guess when it involves god like then convictions convictions should be i think the thing that things that god has convinced you about um and so I think sure. then that like it gives your life a bit of direction and yes like convictions it comes from you and it comes from your relationship with god and f- from your relationship with god then god convinces you of things um but i think yeah if i re- if i was to really like make it simple i think convictions are the thing that like god has convinced you about and sometimes it's through like people around you and i guess we'll that'll come up mm-hmm. too sometimes it's through scripture through prayer but it's like i think at the base level, that's what I would define it as. What would you define it as? Nice. I like that. Yeah, I um, I'm just gonna cheat and tell you what uh, what <laughs> Oxford Dictionary says. <laughs> so the Oxford Dictionary says, uh, obviously, there's the the one version is a formal declaration by verdict of a jury. That yeah. whole side of conviction when you get convicted of a murder, um, or sentenced or judged. The other one, which is more in our realm, it says a firmly held belief or opinion. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the that's the Oxford Dictionary. 
then the Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary says conviction is a sense of guilt and shame leading to repentance. It's the idea of being convinced of your yeah. guilt or your shame. I don't even like that word shame in that definition already. I'm like, oh, I don't think that's what we should be saying. But, but that's the idea. According This again, Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary. Don't look at me and say, we must have shame. Um, I, think guilt, I, think, I think guilt is good, though. I think there is a sense that as, as particularly as followers of Jesus, there should be a sense of guilt in the sense of I'm, I see clearly what it is that my sin yeah. has caused. And then that does lead me to repentance. So I think there is something fair about that. Um, but yeah, that's the two definitions. And, you know, because I'm smart and wise and stuff, I was somewhere in that genre. I will just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, like, we know that what convictions are, right? And so I guess we can spend a little bit of time talking about, like, why. Like, why, why do we need God to convince us of stuff? Or why do we need to have guilt that like leads us to repent sure, that's a good that question. convicts us enough to repent yeah what do you what's your take that's a good question my sense is this is if we aren't convinced of something we yeah. won't act so I, I just think and i'm thinking outside of the realm of god before i bring it into that space but i just think if i'm not convinced of the benefits of exercise if i'm not convinced of the you know, the temperature, uh, currently Cape Town is wet, rainy, and cold. Like, if I'm not convinced of that stuff, then how I act does not reflect yeah. that. Right? And so I would say the same is true when it comes to my relationship with God. If I'm not convinced of who it is God says he is, what it is that he's trying to do in the world, and what it is he's calling me, how he's calling me to join in on that, then how I act in the world will not represent that. Uh, and you, you, I think I've seen it with the guys who, you know, you see it actually with prosperity gospel people so if you believe that brand of theology then you sow a seed you pray a different way you put the stick on your car if you are a fundamentalist you kind of you know bash people and yourself with the bible you know so you act and and will and live differently as a result of what it is you're convinced of um yeah so i think that's why it's important why do you think yeah i hear you i think about like i guess it gives direction um that's what I was thinking of. I think when you, you move you mm. move towards or you move away, depending on like how convinced or not convinced or what it is that you're convinced of. Um, I think in the general, like if I'm convinced that like this thing sucks, then I'm probably not trying to be anywhere near that or I'm not trying to like act. I'll act in a way that like keeps me away from that space or I'll act in a way that keeps me towards that space. Like again with God, like God is great, so God is loving. So I probably want to be close to him um and then i guess with i'm convinced that others should be close to him so i act in a way that draws others towards him as well and so it's it's really the same thing you said i think it's just gives you direction it helps you act um helps you be as well so i think Mm. if you're convinced that it's good that god is loving then i guess the next course of action is that you want to be loving as well or you like i don't know did that make sense yeah yeah that does that's good sorry so, so i feel like it, that's the the it's just the sense of direction the the sense of it draws you towards mm-hmm. what it is that you're convinced of or it pushes you away depending on what it is that like you're convinced yeah 
Yeah. Now I think I think that's so true, and I think the 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 interesting thing is is obviously this idea comes up throughout yeah. the text, right? Through, throughout the biblical text, you see men and women being convicted of something um, or being convinced. And I think the the most popular one or the popular passage that people would think of is is John sixteen verse seven, which says, uh, "Nevertheless, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do, if I do not go away, the Helper cannot come." Talking about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and he says, "But if I if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning, uh, sorry, I'm reading concerning righteousness, concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness because I go to the Father." And we'll see you no longer concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Yeah. And so it's that idea there again, even from what we've talking, what we've already started to talk about, is that that the Holy Spirit's role is to convince us, is to is to convince us of what sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, um, and kind of draw us into the narrative, into the story that God is is weaving throughout the world. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Point. Um. It is an interesting thought, but yeah, I guess, and I think that's the difference between like convictions in regard to like God, and then like convictions, like mm. in general, um, because again, like yeah. you said, it's that you're convinced by God, and so then it's those things draw you towards the the righteousness and the etc. So I think maybe like a good like litmus test for convictions of your own. Again, we're not going to tell you what convictions to build, but like. Do they, because mm. I think about it a lot, we can have like convictions that we think are godly, but then they do nothing for our relationship with him anyway. And so they don't just like draw us near, <laughs> yeah. they don't, they don't draw us near to him. They don't like help us reflect more of him. They don't help us be more like him. It's just like, we're just like convinced. And then we're convinced that it's God who convinced us. Um, and so then like nothing happens. And so I think... <laughs> Sure. But I think that's the good test because I think we also want to talk about like how to build convictions and I think like you need to be like near God to be convicted by God and I think a lot of that's because I've been in that space as well where I think it's from God that I'm, it's just me who's convinced myself that it came from God and like it's yeah. nothing to build it up to help my relationship with God and then you just hold on to it now because it's a conviction of yours yes yeah and that's the, the, the interesting thing is, uh, is all of this kind of space, I think from the background that we come from, our fellowship of churches, my, my sense is, and I've been in these conversations with a couple of people recently, is we're so good at the work of fellowship of Jesus yeah. that we don't know how to be followers of Jesus. And I'll expound on that. What I mean is, even what you just said is like, I've worked out my conviction. Yeah. And even the, perhaps where the person's coming from, how do I build my convictions? Is we, and I'm convicting myself because this is just coming to me as, as I'm speaking. But we're so ready for, I need to do something to make this happen. Yeah. And yet so much of the text is God does the work. He convinces us of what's right and what's yeah. wrong. He convinces us of righteousness. He convinces us of judgment. And so maybe... Maybe even the, the better conversation is to ask, how do I put myself in a position where God could potentially convince me of something as opposed to how do I build my own? Does that make sense? Because yeah. again, it, it does. And I, I hear you. It's because I think for a lot of the time, like you said, I think we think we're responsible for like a lot of stuff. 
and i'm just like i don't know but especially mm. in like relation to god i don't i think there's very little that we can be responsible for and so but that's just already like a huge like perspective and thought shifting thing because again we grew up in a church where it's just like yeah um and it, again we're not gonna say it's not like some awful plan to like keep us down but like there's this idea that we need we want to play a role in our relationship with god and so we want to figure out what what kind of work can i do to like get there uh yeah and so it comes with part of it is like that conviction thing i think we like we hold on to those like if i can just like build the right convictions um so that i can mm. have like a something you know to rely on when things get tough but i'm i'm always like i don't know i think more and more as i've learned is that i think the idea there is to like rely on god and i think by like being mm. nearer and closer to god then you're convinced of stuff that god wants you to be convicted of and convinced of and i think there that yes that way because i think you know you build your convictions and again you end up like far away from god and then when those fail you you spend a lot of time like building and so now you feel like okay maybe it's like god is not worth it and i'm just like it's just like some downward spiral that never really needed to happen in the first place when you can let yeah. life just let yeah. god do the work and just like be there live in the work be convinced by god's work yes. you know, not your own Dude, and I think and I think that's man, at, at the core of, of of so much of what we do. Yeah. And so much of what I think the biblical story is, I think it's the it's the relationship that God has with his yeah. people more than how do we have a relationship with yeah. God. And I think in myself, and I'm I'm owning this, I think I have for the longest time believed and then taught that the Bible then teaches me how to have a relationship yeah. with God. And if you hear stomping, it's Lenati's upstairs. <laughs> I did hear stomping. Clothes, so. <laughs> he's 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 having a good time. Um, but but does that make yeah. sense? Like that idea that that no, actually actually it's God having a relationship with us. And so even even where the where the word convict or convince uh, seems to appear in the in the old and the new the New Testament, it seems to be either God playing that role in someone's life or God using using them the yeah. right godly healthy yeah. manner not yeah. as a tool but using someone to convince and convict other people so you know ezekiel mm-hmm. in ezekiel he, he convinces people through ezekiel's yeah. testimony or prophecy in the new testament timothy and titus are given the responsibility of convicting rebuking refuting correcting the church and in, in kind of how is this thing supposed to be going so i think there's something to be said that 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 even for us if the question is how do i get the right convictions how do i how do i make sure that my convictions aren't taking me away from god but are actually drawing me towards god is one i think the holy spirit has to be the, the primary conduit for mm-hmm. those convictions uh through through him directly speaking to you of course he the sword of the spirit is yeah. called the bible so the, the yeah. word of god will also convict us uh, but then certainly through other people that it's not a solo journey of how do i build my convictions uh, but it's actually communal that, that that do i have people in my community who are going to be able to help bring about uh, the life that i want to have and that i see them perhaps having and they can co- help convince me of what it is that god has in store for yeah. me yeah no it does because then like the way you go about building them changes right so so it's like no longer which i think it becomes easier right you're like am i in spaces 
that will convince me of who God is, like God's actual character, or am I in spaces yes. that will do the opposite, like that will do damage to that perception, that will convince me of things that are maybe not true. Um, yeah. Because then you go, because I think we think we play a role in building, like we we play the main role in building our convictions, but it always comes from somewhere else anyway. So like. There's, there's very yeah. little that we do. Maybe we, like, pick stuff that we want to believe and then we start to hold on. But, like, the thought, like, 90% of the time is usually sparked by another encounter or, like, by another lesson or, like, by whatever it is from somewhere else. And especially as us, as we, like, grew up in church, um, I think you, you start to, like, when you actually mm. start to take stock of what it is that you believe, you often you find yourself sitting there like, wait, bro, like, did I even choose to believe this? Or did I do this? Or did I do that? The, what's the word? The deconstruction yes. process. And so when, when that yes. happens, right, you're all, you sit there and you're like, you're half of this stuff. I don't even know. And so we're saying there to yeah. avoid that think not avoid that but like when you really like when you get to that space you got to think of like your convictions differently like because then you start to think about because where you go to is like okay mm-hmm. but where did i get this from that's the question you start to ask yourself anyway so when you like build your convictions um you just gotta ask yourself like am i in a place again that will like convince me of god am i being convinced of god um and then yeah. that goes into your relationship with god like are you near enough to god to know who god is mm. Um, or can you be convinced yeah. of a God that's just not him? Yeah, yeah. Then I think, and I think that's the journey, right? Is is I think we so easily in the twenty in the twenty first century want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So we deconstruct. So just because I don't, I no longer hold to this yeah. one conviction, everything is thrown out. And yet that one conviction was in a myriad of convictions that helped you to get to this point in your relationship with God. So to just check it out, it's like, you know, um, as new technologies come out, we, you know, we, we look, we look back at the old cell phones we used to have and think, sheesh, Louise, like that compared to the current iPhone or the current Samsung, because I don't want to get any angry emails about Android users. um, They do look like completely like, other diff like from two different worlds literally and it, they're only like 10 years apart mm-hmm. um but you need to have the one to get to the other yeah you, you don't go you don't get the iphone 13 without the iphone one yeah right and i think you don't you don't go deeper in your relationship with god we don't get further in our relationship with god and go and go more intently in our relationship with god without those basic convictions that we now may or may not agree with yeah and so we can't just chuck everything out. We have to say, oh, I used to hold that. Uh, and that would be maybe my counsel to people is hold your convictions, uh, hold your convictions loosely yeah. and hold God tightly. Yeah. Because, because, because God at the end of the day is God. Your convictions is your perception and your convin- what you're convinced yeah. of at the moment. But I can tell you some people, you know, hundreds of years ago were very convincing in their saying that because there's slavery in the Bible, slavery is okay and they made slaves and people held so deeply to that conviction that they were willing to die for it as opposed to saying well i hold the conviction loosely and i will hold god tightly and the tighter i think you hold god the more his convictions his convictions become your convictions um then your deconstruction is actually very fruitful and helpful and not just and i'm not saying people shouldn't deconstruct i've deconstructed a lot of stuff we've even spoken about that here on the podcast 
But I'm saying, I think how we hold these convictions matters in our deconstruction and in our journey. Yeah, and so I was just going to add on to that, especially the counsel that you gave people, which I think is very profound. Um, I think your, your convictions ultimately aren't really the points anyway. Um, and yeah, they're like, they're important, mm. but it's like, it's, it's God, it's Jesus, it's that, that's who the point is anyway, right? And so, because yeah. again, convictions can be anything, convictions can be harmful. I mean, Jesus was killed by religious people convicted, you know? And so, uh, uh, he was convicted. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. So I just realized that that's the word that would you, you'd used for what happened. To, that's great. Like they were convicted, but then they convicted yeah. him. <laughs> So you can be in a community and they can give you bad convictions. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Sorry, continue. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think it's, there's, the Bible gives us examples and I think it's, that's not on purpose, right? It gives us examples of very convicted people who are just led further and further away because of how tightly they held to their convictions, right? Mm. And don't even start off in a bad place. Those are like sure. religious people, like grow up going to church, like, like most of the people mm. who end up listening, who come across this podcast. And so what we are trying to say, I think there's been this thing, and I don't know, I guess, but there's this, been this push, like, because we need something, like, tangible to hold on to, and so we've decided it's our convictions, and that if they drop or change, mm. like, it's some sort of indictment on our relationship with God. But, like, that's never really been the case in any way. Mm. And so the idea there is that it's God and it's Jesus, and like Remo said, that's what you hold tightly to. And there might be a day where that's it. Yeah. Like you have, like you just only Jesus is the thing that like you're convinced by, and like you don't know what that means or what that does. Mm. But I still think that's a far better place to be in than someone who just like drifts away slowly and they take their convictions with them. Um, yep. And so yeah, I think again Preach. that was really like I think that the the thing about <laughs> preachy says the thing about. Um, convictions i think as most stuff with your relationship with god is that you need to ask if it helps you stay near to god or to jesus if like mm. you're in a place where the only thing you see are your convictions maybe just like take stock of that and like see why that is yeah yeah and 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 again may people not hear us bad mouthing or saying negative oh, yeah. things about convictions <laughs> Yeah, cause, cause I'm, dude, I'm, I'm convinced a guy named Jesus, last name Christ. I'm joking. His surname wasn't Christ, um, but Jesus of Nazareth lived, died, resurrected. Yeah. I'm convinced of that. That's yeah. my conviction, and I think, I think what what, what the, what that conviction leads me to is I'm also convinced that every Christian should be everybody who says they follow him should be pursuing. Uh, a life of love and every christian should be then pursuing a way of speaking to people that brings about love and every christian Mm -hmm. should be and i'm going to go a little bit outrageous here but every christian should be you know uh giving half of their income to the poor now notice how very quickly from a good conviction i can have convictions that i think hold up that conviction and I think that's what we lose. Uh, you mentioned with the Pharisees. I think that's what we lose about them is they actually had some really good core yeah. convictions, but the peripheral convictions is where things yeah. got a bit murky. And so what I would, what I want to say as well is, is as we as we assess our convictions, let's let's be okay with oh this one, this one served me in a season, and I need to let it go. Or 
this one is new to me and I need to keep holding it tight. I need to work it through or whatever the case may be, but recognize that, man, our, our convictions are in service of us yeah. and our journey. Um, because that's the goal, man. The goal is to, to really know him and to know him, um, to know him better as we go through this thing. And I've, I've certainly been at the point um, in the last year where I've said, I've said, okay, God, what I know is that Jesus, I know Jesus, and I'm convinced of his life, death, and burial, and resurrection. I'm so convinced because atheists, agnostics, Christians, Muslims, even Hindus and Buddhists all agree there's a guy named Jesus. Yeah. The history tells it. Like, you know, some people want to argue the resurrection piece of the story. That's fine. Um, but I've realized that that's all I got. And can we work it back? And I've seen how God has helped me work my own convictions to a new place. Yeah. But I could never have gotten there without the old convictions that I held. So I, uh, I, I think that what you said about one day you may en- end up with that it being it. I think it happens and I think it's actually good. Yeah. Um, because, again, like I said, I think you just reminded me of that scripture when it was just with Jesus. <coughs> the, the fruits and the vine, apart from me, you can do nothing. Is that Matthew? Is that John? Mm. Um, that's John 15. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, from one to five yeah and he says but he talks about like like apart from me you can do nothing with me you bear fruit right and so i think again Mm -hmm. i just as as for what that fruit says personally i think like well it's maybe it's both people and fruits of the spirits i tend to lean towards fruit of the spirit anyway but i think um again because my thing is like then you think about like jesus says apart from me you bear no fruit with me you do bear fruit right and then if you think about like love joy peace kindness um i think there are ways to see if your convictions are getting you closer to jesus anyway right like we said like do they do they mm. help you become more lo- do Ooh, they help good. you become more loving more kind more peaceful more joyful um do they help you do that for other people be like that for other people um or is they just like nothing <laughs> and then it's just like this belief you have that yeah like, does nothing i think that's a good way because jesus himself says with me you bear fruit without me you do nothing and so if you're going to be convinced by things about god by god i don't really think it's going to lead to nothing um exactly i I think it will always lead to jesus and what then he produces um and so again that's just the thought that came up as we most spoke about like jesus um i think there's always a way to see if your stuff leads you to Jesus. And I think like that should maybe be always a test for you. As for what it is to believe, we can't really help you there because that's not really the question anyway, is it? Um, mm-hmm. It's just being convinced by who he is. Yeah. Which is the, the if it's the only thing you take from the podcast it's episode, like, please let it be the only thing you take from the pod episode. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a great place to land it. I think uh, if we title this, we'll probably title this How to Build Convictions, uh, the, you know, the Thriving Life and Faith way. And people might be a little bit confused. But I, I really do believe that this conversation, and shout out to the yeah. person who asked us to speak about this, that this conversation is more important than the what yeah. are they exactly and what is and how do we, how do we, uh, yeah what are they exactly kind of thing but i want to end on on this one question but 
so short answer like sure. but how do i put myself in a position for god to actually convict me uh okay so shortest answer is you just you need to like be how to put yourself in a position where god can convince you means you need to be where god is and then i think he will convince you i think that will just come naturally and so where is god bible church um community uh he shows up right where two or three are gathered in my name i am there as well so find places like that and then you will be convinced it's not a thing of you need to be there and then ask him to like, yeah. you will be convinced your short answer to that oh yeah i was just about to say you heard it here folks ladies and gentlemen let's go and, and do what Lisa just told us <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think open. I, I I'm adding on to what Lita said. So everything yeah. Lita said, yes. I think open. My thought would be open yeah. your hands, open your hands and your mind to. Um, it may come from the sister or the brother or the friend in 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 community of faith you don't think it will come from. It may come in a situation and at a time and a place that you don't think it would come from. Um, and it could uh, it could happen instantaneously and it could also happen over time that you're convinced of something just open up your hands Um, i think a lot of us again from our faith heritage and i think i'm learning this even about my own way of ministry is a lot of us have our hands our hands closed working and grinding very hard as opposed to open and at peace we're ready to receive that which god has for us Uh, okay, yo. All right, right. The internet decided decided to cut Lita <laughs> off, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end this off by saying, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. We hope this convicted you, and that you too yeah, can be as go. convinced about us that the best way to thrive in life and faith is by knowing God and knowing Jesus. Amen. Peace out. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.